Well, good morning. Y'all looking forward to Thanksgiving? Yes, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I, I like Thanksgiving uh, a, a lot, uh, and it's coming up this Thursday. And, and I realize that Thanksgiving isn't technically a part of the church year uh, and a church holiday. Uh, it's a secular holiday. But the idea of giving thanks is very much a Christian idea. It's very much a part of our Christian theology. Uh, and so I want to kind of talk about that a, a, a little bit today. Um, I, I, like I said, had good memories of Thanksgiving growing up. We'd get together with the cousins and the family and, and do all the things that cousins do when, when they get together, and there was always a great meal. And, and I've I got to tell you, a lot of people talk about a Christmas miracle, but, but in my world, there was a Thanksgiving miracle every year. And the Thanksgiving miracle was that every year, the, the women in our church would prepare vegetables in a way that I actually liked. And so that was a, that's the thanks, because I'm not a big vegetables kind of guy, but at Thanksgiving, they did something with all kinds of stuff and got it in there. And so that got me thinking about side dishes, uh, you know, and so I asked on both our prayer page accidentally, I meant to ask just on our lobby page, but if you're not a part of our, our, our lobby page, Generations Lobby, I encourage you to, to ask to get that, we'll admit you. That's where kind of some of the fun stuff and internal stuff happens. I asked, what's your, favorite, what's your favorite side dish? And I was expecting maybe three or four different things and a lot of repeats. But there was all kinds of stuff. It was really kind of amazing. So I want to read some of these to you. Uh, and this, this is really our family. This is people, you go to church, maybe not right now, maybe they're offline, but online. But, but maybe eventually, again, and before, we went to church with. So uh, favorite Thanksgiving side dish, creamed corn casserole. I have never had creamed corn casserole. Do anyone know, y'all know what creamed corn casserole is? Anybody had some of that? Okay, that was one of them. Sweet potato casserole, I've had that. Or green beans, or mashed potatoes, or, well, they were having a little trouble, so figuring out one. Oyster dressing, how many of you ever had oyster dressing? I, had, I hadn't even heard of that one. Oh, we got one over there. Okay, oyster dressing, a cornbread stuffing, sour cream mashed potatoes with brown gravy and stove stop stuffing. That sounds good. Chunky cranberry sauce. Evidently, the, the smooth stuff is out, but the chunky stuff is good. So, uh, so just know that as you prepare your table to this, this week. So um, let's see. A green bean casserole. I've had lots of that. Uh, ice cream jello salad. And yes, that's a, a side, not a dessert. Mm, I don't know. That sounds like a dessert to me. But the great thing about Thanksgiving is you can kind of blend the lines between dessert and, and side dishes. Baked yams with a walnut and brown sugar topping. <laughs> Yum. Green beans with cheese sauce. That sounds good. Candied yams with marshmallows and brown sugar. Uncle Dan's dressing. Olives. In fact, this person said they like to put all the olives on their fingers and run around and play. How many put olives on your fingers when you were a kid at Thanksgiving? And yeah, me too. Not very sanitary, but kind of fun. So... <laughs> Um, let's see, where am I at here? Uh, green beans, cheese sauce, candy yams, uh, uh, olives, ham, uh, mashed sweet potatoes, corn dish, corn chowder, Katie's cheese green, green bean casserole full of caramelized onions, a, a particular type of cheese I can't pronounce, and bacon, broccoli, cheddar, and white sauce casserole that included stuffing mix. Okay, homemade angel rolls. Anyone know what angel rolls is? That was a new one to me. I didn't know that. Some of you do here. Okay, um, Mary Winkle's recipe. Mary Winkle, evidently, was a former pastor, his wife, that did that. Poi, 
And, and I love that because uh, poi isn't a typical kind of thing. Uh, and, and Thanksgiving is, is wonderful with kind of the traditional thing, but it's really wonderful to do multicultural Thanksgiving. Uh, the first time I got exposed to this was when in Kansas City, uh, really one of my very best friends in the whole world's full-blood Italian, and we decided to get together for Thanksgiving, you know, and uh, we got there and they had rolled out lasagna. I didn't know you could do lasagna on Thanksgiving. I thought there was a rule. It had to be turkey, but evidently not. And then, of course, that church was multicultural, and over the years we ate all kinds of things that were fun and interesting uh, as a part of that. Uh, acorn squash, spinach cheese casserole, and then a couple of them that I think we can all embrace as, as favorites, a nap. Yeah, that sounded pretty good. And then this one, I thought, okay, this is from someone who's been doing Thanksgiving a lot. Anything I don't have to cook. <laughs> so we, we love that, and we love Thanksgiving, and I hope you'll have a, a good Thanksgiving, even with all, all of the restrictions, you have a good meal uh, together. And I'm still working on figuring out a prayer that like, gets rid of all of the calories, but I haven't got it yet. So, so although Thanksgiving is certainly an important holiday, um, there's some things I, I know about Thanksgiving when we take it into the spiritual realm. And, and the first one is this. Giving thanks nourishes your soul like the Thanksgiving feast nourishes your body. There is something about giving thanks that is spiritual, that, that nourishes our, our, our souls, but, but with fewer calories. The good news is giving thanks, doesn't. there's no calories in that. It's, it's great. So when we express thanks for what God has done for us, or even what others have done for us, something spiritual happens. It's bigger than simply manners. And I want to take us uh, to Lamentations uh, 3, 21 through 23 uh, this morning to kind of start out. We'll hit some other scriptures along the way. But I just kind of want to remind you, Lamentations is the book of, oh, life is bad. And it's important that we lament. Sometimes in our culture and in Christianity, evangelical Christianity, we've kind of almost looked down on people that lament. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that. Uh, it's important that when bad things happen, we're allowed to grieve and lament and be sorrowful. Uh, but the, the book of Lamentations has a lot of that. And, and so the interesting sort of thing in this one is where in chapter three, so for three chapters, it's kind of been, woe is me, life is bad, the sky is falling, everything is going wrong. And right into the midst of that, God kind of breaks into that. And he says this in Lamentations three, but this I call to mind, or this I remember. And you, you'll remember that I've told you over and over again, remembering is essential to Christianity. He's always telling us to Remember. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because he calls this to mind, because he remembers this, it it gives him hope. Uh, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. So the the love of God never ceases, and, and his mercies never come to an end. You cannot do anything that will cause God to not love you. You're not that good. You're just, you're not that good, okay? And there's no sin you can make that, that God can't forgive you. They never, his mercy never comes to an end. And then it goes on. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And so you get this image of this person that, that begins his day by remembering all of the good things that God has blessed into his life. Remembering the love of God that has been poured out on him. Remembering the mercies of God that has forgiven him from all of it. He starts his morning like this. And then it kind of ends in this proclamation in the midst of all this. Life is bad. Everything is terrible. It's awful. Great is God's faithfulness. I mean, one of the greatest hymns of all time is, Great is thy faithfulness, O God. I won't go any further than that, because then you'll want Kramer to come up. But, but 
the faithfulness of God is at the heart of this, this spiritual thing that happens uh, in our lives. And so I want to say to you, if you're discouraged or fearful or anxious, uh, maybe you need hope, here's what you should do. Call to mind the blessings of God. Remember the things that God has done for you. The steadfast love of God that never ceases, the mercies that never come to an end, that are new every morning. Remember the faithfulness of God. And so I, I know that out of that, this is kind of the leap I make that I think is important. Life is a gracious gift from God, and we should give thanks to Him. Every morning you wake up is a gift from God. And, and I will admit that most of my life I heard that, and intellectually I went, yes, that's true, and, and I kind of moved on. And then as, as most of you know, a, a couple of years ago, I got cancer. And I didn't get just kind of cancer. I got the kind that normally kills people pretty fast. And somehow God moved in that and miraculously in a way that nobody can explain, not even the doctors, he healed me through that, through that process. In fact, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of my surgery where they actually removed the tumor. And so I'm kind of, yeah, yay God, yay God <laughs> in, in that. And, and, and so I wake up today with this very definite belief that every day is a gift from God. Because had he not worked miraculously, had my tumor gone the way that it normally would go, I would be in a very, very different position today if I, if I were alive at, at all. And so every day is a gracious gift from God. Um, and, and, and we should be grateful to him. It does something to us. And, and on the other side of that, ingratitude has an impact on us as well. I don't know if you've ever met someone that was like really ungrateful, but it, it's, it's a selfishness in there. There's an anger. There's a bitterness. There's a blame game for everything that goes wrong in there. They, they can't see and accept the gifts that God gives to them. And, and life is a, it's a sacred trust. God doesn't owe us anything, but he loves us so much that he gives us all the good things in our life. And everything that's good in our life comes from God. You know that, right? Scripture says all good things are a gift, gift from the Lord. Even some of the stuff that we think, well, you know, I, I, I work pretty hard, you know. Well, you, who gave you the capacity to work hard? God. You know, I was really clever, and so that's why I might, well, who gave you the capacity to be clever? God. Just one little change up in the chromosomes when you were being knit together in your mother's womb, and you're in a completely different situation. Everything we have is from God. And so, um, for Christ followers, more than, Christ followers more than anybody else in the world have reason to be thankful because we know the way the world works. We know what God has done. We know about the gift that he's given us to be aware of what's going on. We know that God has redeemed us and made us new creations. We know that our lives would be, what our lives would be like if we hadn't followed Christ. We know that when this is all over and whatever the suffering is in this, one day we're going to be in heaven. Yeah, we are going to be together forever. Just think, my mansion could be next to yours. <laughs> And I'm going to dance before the Lord and embarrass you all. Unless the Lord gives a miracle of giving me rhythm or, or something and, and all of that. I, we know. So, so we, you know, I understand why people who don't know Christ are not grateful. But followers of Jesus, we should be grateful uh, in all of this. In fact, there's a really cool thing that happens uh, in Scripture. I want to introduce you to a Greek word, and I've done this at Thanksgiving before. Uh, and it, it, I, I pronounce this Eucharistio. I'm not sure I got that entirely right. Dennis was said close enough, when he, so he's the guy that really, really, really knows his Greek. And he carries the idea of give thanks. So the word for, in Greek, to, to give thanks is, is eucharistio, right? 
And it's also the word from which we get the, the word we use for communion, Eucharist. Say Eucharist. Eucharist. Yeah, when we come to the Lord's table, his broken body and his, his shed blood. And, and so get this, in the early church, they, they participated in the love feast all the time, right? Which becomes the Eucharist, and so they're doing this all the time. So built right into the worship of the early church is this idea of giving thanks, of giving thanks for, for Christ who gave his life for us, who suffered for us, who, who offers us eternal life, who makes us new creations in this world. Every time they took that, which is why a lot of times when we do communion, I tend to do the kind of upbeat part of it. When I was growing up as a kid, every single time we took communion, it was like a funeral. And there's absolutely that aspect in, in, in communion or in the Eucharist. But man, there is such a wonderful celebratory part of the Eucharist, of, of communion, that we should celebrate every time. And you, sometimes I've had them play upbeat music and tell you as you come down when we, when we did it with intention to look at one another and to smile. That's a part. We give thanks. And so we should just be, be built right into us that we give thanks to God for everything uh, that, that is life. And, and heaven especially, man. That, that, that Part of that is the promise of heaven. How many of you have someone in heaven you're looking forward to seeing again someday? Yeah, my, my whole family is in heaven. My dad, my mom, my sister uh, are there. I look forward uh, to being, I look forward to fishing with my dad on the glassy sea in front of the throne of God, okay? I don't know, but, but there, there, I'm sure there won't be any no fishing signs on that lake. It's just got to be that way. And because we just love to fish together. I'm looking forward to hugging my mom again. I, I'm looking forward to seeing my sister again. And, and most of you know she had a very difficult life and, and that three of her six children passed away and were in heaven. And so when we did her funeral, one of the things we celebrated was that, that Valerie was up there playing with her kids, you know? I, I don't know how that all works, but I know heaven is better than we can imagine. So I can imagine the best I can, and I'm shooting low. We should be a thankful people for all that, that, that God has done for us. I also know this. God inhabits the praise of his people. That's Psalms 22.3. Uh, out of the King James Version. Uh, and the, the word there for inhabit is the idea of taking up a dwelling place, uh, of moving into a new place. I, I, I remember when we bought our first house. It was in Nampa, Idaho, and we were young, and we didn't have kids yet. And it was so exciting to take possession of our first house, our, our first place that was really our dwelling place. Well, ours and mostly the banks, but, but it was ours, you know, on paper it was ours, and, and it just felt so cool, and that's uh, God inhabits, God indwells, God takes up residence, God lives in the praise of his people. In fact, the word actually is a, is a reference to the holy of holies, uh, and if you remember the, the temple, the Jewish temple, there were several courts, you know, and you kind of get into the place, the holy place where they do most of their work, but then once a year, the priest would go into the holy of holies where the, the Ark of the Covenant was, you know, uh, and if you've watched like some of the Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff, it was, you know, maybe look like that, but that stuff is nuts. But it was kind of a scary place because one of the things it did when they, when they, when they would go in there uh, to make the offering for, for sins on that time is they would, the high priest, only the high priest went in and they'd have to have bells on his, on his uh, clothes so that they could hear him jingle, right, you know, and they would tie a rope to his leg so if he did something wrong and God struck him down, they could, they could get him out of there. I mean, can you imagine? You're, you're standing out there waiting, and all of a sudden you hear the crack of thunder and then a, a jingle of the bells and a thump. <laughs> you know? Uh-oh. <laughs> kind of a... I don't know, but God says he inhabits. It's a holy of holy when you lift praise to him. When you give thanksgiving to him, it is a holy moment. 
It's a holy thing that happens when we say praise God. It's, it's why it's driving us so crazy that the, the rules say you guys can't sing because there's something holy, there's something sacramental, there's something spiritual that happens when we lift our voices in, in praise to God. We give thanks to him and we look forward to when we can do that. Again, I'm telling you, it's driving Kramer crazy. So we can't wait for that to happen. I do want to make a little distinction here, though, uh, between thanksgiving uh, and kind of a gratitude. And so thanksgiving is an action. It, it's something you do. It's a, it, it's a verb. Um, and, and you don't necessarily feel it, but you, but you say thanksgiving. And, and I know you guys never say thanksgiving unless you actually feel it. But I have a very distinct memory of when I was growing up, and, and it was Christmas time, and I, I got a gift from Aunt Bessie, okay? And I was excited because this was an aunt I didn't really know, you know, and I dug into it, you know, what could it be? She lived in Missouri, and I lived in Washington, so it was probably going to be something exotic, right? Because who knew where Missouri was? That's a crazy place, long way away, you know? And I ripped it open, and it was underwear, <laughs> you know, for a, like grade school kid, it's like, Ah, oh. and I remember distinctly my parents making me write her a thank you note and saying thank you, you know. <clears throat> I got to tell you, as a way of confession, I did not feel that thank you in my heart, you know, as a nine-year-old boy or whatever I was at that. But, but Thanksgiving, giving thanks is, a, is an act of, you can do it whether you, you feel it or not. You can, you can give as an act of, of will, and that's not bad, and we'll talk about why Giving thanks even when you don't feel it is important. But I want to get to the next part here, and that is this. Gratitude is a way of looking at the life, at life. So there's a difference between thanksgiving and gratitude. Gratitude is a paradigm. It's a way you, you look at the, the, the world. Um, it's what I think of as, as a lens. Uh, I, I wear glasses. I actually have contact in now, but, but I, wear, I wear glasses. And, and they're, they're really important because my glasses help me see the way the world is. And, and I'm blind enough that without him, it's, it's pretty frustrating. And I'm a creature of habit. And so every night when I go to bed, I, I put my glasses down on the, the bedside stand so that when I get up, I can pick it up before I go walking around the house. Because if I go walking around the house without my glasses, it's not good. But every once in a great while, I get out of my pattern and I'll take my glasses off somewhere else in the house and set them down. Oh, and then the devil begins to get the best of me. You know what it is like to look for your glasses when you don't have your glasses? You need your glasses to find what it is, you, you, you know, and it's just, I can't, it's all fuzzy. And if I didn't have a contact in, you guys would all just be kind of fuzzy blobs out there, you know? But, but with my glasses on, all of a sudden I can see your faces and your expression, and I can see uh, the people in the back, and I see. So gratitude is a lens. It's a way of looking at the world that lets you see more than just kind of the fuzzy up-close stuff. It gets... Let you see where God is at work in the world. You can see how he's moving. The, you, you, you can be a part of that. So grateful people say thank you a lot. But not everyone who says thank you is truly grateful, like a nine-year-old boy that just got underwear for Christmas, okay? And, and that's, that's the importance of this. Grateful, uh, gra gratitude comes as a way of understanding the world and looking at it. Does that make, that make sense, the difference between the two, thanksgiving and, and gratitude? And so here's what I know about the relationship between the two. The spirit of gratitude is reinforced by the act of giving thanks. When you act as the willfulness of giving thanks. Now I understand why my parents said to me, you will write her a thank you note. Because there's something about giving thanks that begins to make you grateful even when you don't feel it. These two feed each other. So thanksgiving is an act of will. 
Okay, gratitude as, as a way of looking at the world or a spirit of gratitude, if you will. And even though you're not feeling this, if you do this enough, if you keep giving thanks, if you keep saying thank you to God and you keep saying thank you to other people, eventually that kind of feeds in and helps develop a spirit of gratitude. And then when you have a spirit of gratitude, it gets easier to actually express gratitude. And the more you express gratitude, the more you experience the spirit of gratitude. And, and so if you don't feel gratitude, express gratitude. It will help you to eventually experience it and experience the outlook that, that comes from that. Does that make sense? They're, they're related. It, it, it's the discipline. It, it's like if you're out of shape, you know, if you want to be really buff, you have to start out by running when you're not really buff. Have you noticed that? Oh, come on. You all know that. How many of you just really love working out at the gym? Now, there's a few of you. Pastor Dennis actually is really good. There's the one there. Yeah, freaks of nature, okay? Most of the rest of us hate it. <laughs> but if you want to get where you want to go, you have to exercise through your will to get at what, what you want to do. And those of you that actually like it, you should just consider yourselves really, really, really blessed uh, of God. So put another way, gratefulness comes from mindfulness of God's blessings in our lives. See, when we thank people whether we feel it or not, or we thank God whether we feel it or not, that makes us mindful of what God is doing. And so this is the underlying concept. Gratefulness comes from mindfulness or attention to God's blessings in our life. The more you express it, the more you feel it. The more you feel it, the more you express it. Give thanks helps to create a spirit of gratitude in us. And that's why God is always saying to people, give thanks. Yeah, but I don't feel like it, God. Don't care. Give thanks. That's why it's a command to us that we give thanks in, in, in the midst of it, okay? So put plainly, giving thanks is not optional for followers of Jesus. It, 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 this isn't Jesus saying, well, you know, if you feel like it. You know, well, if you think about it. Well, you know, uh, every once in a while, you should probably give thanks to God or something like that. Expressing thanks is commanded by God because it gets us going towards this underlying thing of this attitude of gratitude, this, the two words alliterate, but this spirit of gratitude that we need. And if you don't believe me, uh, in your Bibles, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And the interesting part here is the give thanks in Greek, the tense is imperative. Anyone know what imperative means? It's a command. It's do it. <laughs> do it now. Don't mess around with it. And so although this reads give thanks, it, it would be better if it read something like, hey, you, get about the business of giving thanks right now. That's the Craig Laughlin version. I get a little colorful when I translate the Bible, you know. But, but, but give thanks in all circumstances. Notice it doesn't say give thanks for the circumstances, right? A lot of people make that thing. Because there, there are bad things that happen to us, and we don't give thanks for, for those particular things. Ha getting cancer wasn't a good thing. What God taught me and how he changed me into his image was a good thing, but the cancer itself was. So he didn't say give, give thanks for cancer. He said, give thanks in the midst of the cancer for, for what I'm going to do in your life, for how I'm going to change you, for how I'm going to make you different and make you more like Christ. So give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will. So if you didn't think it was an imperative, there it is right there. If you want to know what God's will in your life is, you know, God, what's your will? 
One of the parts of that will is to give thanks in all circumstances for you in Christ Jesus our Lord. And if nothing else, if you can't be thankful for anything else in your life, be thankful that God is with you. Amen? In the difficult circumstances, we often pray, Lord, take these circumstances away. And what what we really need to do is, Lord, make me aware of your presence as we walk through this. One of the things I love about the 23rd Psalm, in the valley of the shadow of death, your rod and your, your, uh, oh man, that's embarrassing. God is with you, could give you comfort in all of that. (laughs) Okay, I got to get used to preaching three times (laughs) again. So, um, it, don't, con- next, oh, sorry, next slide, next slide. So don't confuse feelings of thanksgiving with the discipline of giving thanks to God. It, emotional gratitude is, is wonderful, uh, and, and we like that, and, and it makes us feel good, you know. But, but can I just be frank for a minute here and get personal? Often it's selfish. Often it's about getting what we want or, or, or what I want. Often it's about, you know, the fact that we got, so, so let me contrast that. I told you about the underwear Christmas gift story. Uh, a few years later, uh, I must have been, I don't, I don't know where I was at exactly, but I was old enough that, that for one Christmas uh, with, all, with all the cousins there, I got a fire truck with, with pedals in it, you know, like a pedal car, and it was red, uh, and, and it had a windshield on it, and it had like two ladders on the side in a, in a thing like a fire truck, and it had a bell you could ring, can you tell I was impressed because I still remember all these details after all of these years? And we would get in that, me and my cousins, and we'd pedal and we'd go all around and we'd all climb on it and we'd ring the bell and we were firemen. And I said to my dad, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I got what I wanted. So often our gratitude is about selfishness. I, you know, I was a little kid, what can I say? I wasn't happy about underwear. I was happy about a fire truck. But gratitude is so much more than that, when we, especially when we make it a discipline. It's not about how we feel. It's about what we do. When we say thank you, God blesses our lives with the sense of the spirit of, of gratitude. And to just get real personal in this, when he said all circumstances, he meant in COVID. Give thanks. Not for COVID. But during a worldwide pandemic, give thanks to God. And when he said in all circumstances, he meant when the government restricts your behaviors in ways that you don't like. He didn't say give thanks for the restriction. Give thanks in the restriction. And, and when he said give thanks in all circumstances, he meant give thanks when the candidate you think should win doesn't win. And whether you're Republican or Democrat, both sides are unhappy. One's unhappy about the president, one's unhappy about the Senate. So what? Give thanks to God. Give thanks in all circumstances. Not for them, but in all of them. And and, and honestly, frankly, I'm just going to get real personal now. We just need to get over some of this whining and complaining and griping about stuff, okay? It's time to let go of the bitterness and the anger and the fear and the anxiety and remember this, God's got this. Whatever's going on in your life, God's got this. He may not work it out the way you want it to work it out, but he's got it. Whatever's going on, don't panic because God's got it. God is still on the throne, no matter who is president or who controls the Senate. Amen? God is a great physician, even in the midst of a pandemic. Amen? Okay? Uh, God is our provider, even in the midst of a recession. Amen? 
Amen? Okay, okay, I can make sure. God's got this, and when your life is out of control, God is not out of control, okay? God's got this. That's why I said, I trust God. Whether he works it out the way or not, I trust God because God's got this. So here's, here's kind of where I want to come down on this. We don't give thanks to God because our circumstances are good, but because in the midst of bad circumstances, our God is good. We don't give thanks to God because our circumstances are good, but because in the midst of bad circumstances, midst of bad circumstances, our God is good. There was this antiphonal thing they used to do in the church for a while. It's kind of fallen out of favor. We'll see if you guys know what this is. Here, here's your test, okay? God is good all the time. Yeah, that was so popular for, uh, for a long time because it really captures that truth that even in the midst of, of difficult circumstances, the all the time, God is good, okay? So here we go. Real thanksgiving is the realization that God gives us what we need even if he doesn't give us what we want. Aren't you thankful for that? Because if God gives you what you want but not what you need, you're in trouble. If God gives you what you need but not what you want, then you're going to have a temper tantrum, but you're going to be okay. Amen? Like you haven't thrown that temper tantrum at some point in your life, okay? Uh, we need to get our gratitude muscles back in shape. For a long time, we've been complaining. We complain about the government does. We complain about the, the COVID. We complain about, you know, the recession. We complain about all of that stuff. Wouldn't it be great is as we go into Thanksgiving and Christmas, Advent and then Christmas, if we could begin to exercise our Thanksgiving muscles, our gratitude muscles, start looking for things to thank God for, start looking for ways to, to be thankful through this season. And honestly, we've overworked our complaining and whining muscles. I think some of us have pulled a complaining muscle. Oh, 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 because we've been using it too much. It's time to get onto the muscles that, that, that really matter. And, and to me too, I'm, I'm tired of COVID. And I'm really tired of this stupid kind of plexiglass thing between me and you. Okay? I don't like it. I'm tired that, that so many people can't come, you know, and be in worship. I, I'm, I'm tired of, of masks. I'm it, somebody say amen here. You're all tired of all this. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the point. My God is still good, even if I got to preach through plexiglass. And that's what Thanksgiving is all about. He gives us what we need. And, and so let's, um, let's exercise that. So I want to um, read some scripture. I want to close by reading some scripture. Um, and I want you to close your eyes and turn on your imagination because scripture was meant to be read more a bit to, to be listened to. Someone reads it to people more so than to be read because back then most people couldn't read and there weren't many copies of stuff. So I just want you to turn on your imagination. Let these images of thanksgiving and blessing flow over you this morning. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquity, who heals all our diseases who redeems our lives from the pit and who crowns us with steadfast love and mercy, who satisf satisfies us with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, thanks be to God, nor reply, repay us according to our sins. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. 
As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from our sins. As a parent shows compassion on their children, so the Lord shows compassion on those who respect him. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word. Obey the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, you ministers who will do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise you before all the people. I will praise the name of God with song and shall magnify him with thanksgiving. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever, ever. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. And All God's people said, don't forget to praise and give thanks to God during this Christmas season and during Thanksgiving and Advent uh, and Christmas season. And I, it's just, it's important. It's just so important. And it's so easy right now to get caught on the other side. Can we just, can we just set that aside and begin to lift our voices to God in praise? If you'll do that, say amen. Well, one of the things I am really thankful for uh, in my life that we, I kind of talk about just a little bit here at the end uh, is, is someone that God has partnered with me in ministry uh, over, over the years. And this person has been partnered with me, and other than my wife, has been partnered with me in ministry longer than, than anyone else. And so one of the people I am deeply grateful for uh, in, in our church is Pastor Dennis and, and his wife, Diane, who've uh, been a part of this church for 25 years. So it is with great sorrow uh, that I have to tell you that Pastor Dennis has decided that it's going to be time for him to retire. Uh, so everybody gets to retire at, at some point. And so uh, January 3rd will be his last Sunday, and we're going to have a holy party. Amen? And we are going to celebrate all that Dennis has done. Dennis is an extraordinary minister of the gospel. He has the deepest pastoral gifts I think I've ever seen uh, in, in anybody. And I'm sure ministry won't stop with this. He will go on. God will open doors uh, for him to, to minister as, as well. But it is with great sadness that we're going to have to uh, let go of him. Uh, he also is, is, uh, holds the crown and probably won't lose it for quite a while as the longest serving minister at Generations Community. It's been 25 years. Can you imagine? Uh, and so, yeah, let's give Pastor Dennis and Diane a hand. We are so thankful uh, for you. Um, and so th this kind of drives my whole, I don't like the circumstances, but I'm supposed to give thanks anyway. So if I thought it would work, I'd wrestle Dennis to the ground and turn his arm up be between his shoulder blades, but he's pretty tough. He'd probably take me. So I'm going to do that. So uh, let's uh, continue to, to praise God uh, in song and give thanks for all that God has done.